This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it's now time for this week's general manager show. The general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Forst, joins us here on A's Cast powered by TuneIn. David, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing fine, Chris. Uh, I, I have a rule. Whenever we lose six in a row and nine of 12, I, I make sure to call you and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, trust me. I really wish it was the other way around. It makes it so much better radio. Uh, you know, we're dying with this. And I think back, we haven't had a losing streak like this until late August and early September of 2017. So we haven't seen this in a while. And, you know, as fans and, and, the, and the people who cover this team, this just tears us up inside. How tough is it on you and your staff? Well, it's not easy to watch for sure. Um, but but part of what we need to do is is keep perspective and, and realize how long the season is. Um, look, it's not lost on us that every game matters. And, and we know from seasons past that these things come down to one or two games, but it doesn't do you any good in April and May to, to fret over every single loss. You know, that said, I've obviously talked to Bob a lot through uh, on this road trip and trying to, to figure some things out. So I, look, I, I appreciate that, Everyone watching isn't uh, isn't real happy with what they're seeing, but uh, it it is temporary. I, I think we're certainly better than what we've shown the last six games, and uh, I I think it will get better. We just we need to start winning some games. You know, I always talk about 2012, and if you look at the roster that was in Tokyo, Japan, versus the roster that was at the end of the season in the playoffs, it was like two different rosters almost. And I just wonder, you know, rule of thumb for you, when things aren't going well, what what time in the calendar do you start thinking, well, we, we might need to make changes? Yeah, well, your your instinct in in my seat is is always to try and change something. If things aren't going well, there must be something you can do, and that's not necessarily always the case. I mean, look, our lineup has not swung the bats well over the, the this course of games, and uh, we've got the right guys in there. I mean, hopefully we'll get Matt Olson back sometime during the homestand, and that will have a big impact. But other than that, I mean, you're looking at the guys that we – expected to have in there and and i fully expect they're going to swing the bats uh the way they did early in april so it's not always a case where you can just say hey let's let's make changes Uh, now that said we do have some guys in triple a that are performing well both on the pitcher and position player side and uh we'll look to give those guys some opportunity as it arises 
Do you sometimes have to pull back yourself and say, okay, wait a minute, I have to trust what we did in the offseason before I make a move? Because as you just said, you know, you start losing, you start thinking in your mind, maybe we should make some changes. Yeah, without a doubt. And like I said, your first instinct uh, sitting here is is to try and do something and, and feel like you have some control over it. And and you do have to step back and say, OK, like we trusted these guys coming into the season for a reason. They're all uh, very talented. They're all capable of, of being on this roster. So um, it's not easy to, to to see that when you go through a stretch like this. But uh, I know Bob has nothing but confidence in these guys. And and I think he feels the same way. He says, you know, we, we've got the right guys. We just we need to start putting it together. There's an article today on the athletics website, and it talks about, you know, the struggles and it, it brings up Jed Lowry. Now, I totally understand why you didn't bring back Jed Lowry because of the money and his age. And, of course, he hasn't even played this year. But take Jed's take Jed's name out. It's just the production of that player where he, at this point last year, was hitting 336, seven home runs, a 989 OPS. How much are you missing that guy hitting third with that kind of production? Well, well, look, let's look at what Matt Chapman's doing right now. And, and Matt Chapman wasn't this offensive player a year ago. So uh, there's an argument to be made that, that Matt is just replacing what Jed's doing. Uh, now, that said, we could certainly use another bat in the middle of the lineup. And I think maybe that might be Matt Olson, uh, who we've missed. So uh, it's, it's hard to sort of make an apples to apples comparison uh, with any team, let alone one from you know a year ago. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, Jed hasn't played yet in 2019. So, um, even, even if he were, uh, still under contract here, I'm not sure what we'd be getting out of him. And you bring up Olsen. I think a a great point is, you know, 16 airs in 20 games. We know what he does protecting Chris Davis in the lineup, but just talk about how he's so settling for you on defense as the best defensive first baseman in baseball, the way he scoops, how how tall he is and the range that he has, uh, a throwing radius for guys. Just talk about what he does for you defensively. Yeah, look, it wasn't an accident that he won that gold glove last year. And, um, you know, anytime a player goes down, you have to look to – to fill in that contribution. But Matt does a lot of things around here that we've certainly missed. And, and defense is a big part of it. Um, you know, all those those years when Marcus was having his issues thrown from shortstop, Matt was huge over at first base, both literally and figuratively. Uh, so I really think that will help. Now, I, look, it's not fair to sit here and say, hey, once Ole gets back, everything's going to be fixed. You don't want to put that on him. And, and that's not you know, totally accurate, but, uh, but it is a, it is a big piece that's been missing through the month of April. So I'm excited to get him back. You know, he had four at bats last night. He smoked a couple balls in Reno walked. He, uh, he basically looked like himself. So hopefully a handful more games like that and, and we'll plug him back in. You get to the big leagues because you're a terrific athlete. You have unbelievable skills, but it is always so tough to watch somebody struggle when you know it's mental. We saw it earlier this year in Baltimore with their Chris Davis. I mean, that that was a sad situation. And I now think of Jerickson Profar, obviously, with seven airs and 33 games and the throwing issues. Just how tough is that to, to watch a guy? Because you just don't sometimes really know how to help him. 
Yeah, and, and Bob and Matt Williams and Al Padrique, they've they've spent a lot of time with Jerickson and it's it's something they're continuing to work with him him on. And we we actually looked pretty in depth at, at his second base play uh, up to this point. And there's some interesting things in there. He's he's done really well on balls to his left and right. Uh, he's made some outstanding plays, to be honest. There's there's obviously uh, been some issues with the routine play, though, and that is, uh, you know, I, I think the good thing is it's not physical. It's not it's not that he's not able to make the plays, and we've seen the athleticism that you talked about. Um, and look, we're hopeful with the work. It's just something he gets through because uh, we need him there. We need his bat in the lineup. He, you know, he sort of rounds out a number of things about. The, the position players that make everybody else fit in their place. So uh, he's going to be back out there tomorrow. We're facing three righties with the Pirates. So, you know, we need his left-handed bat. That's, you know, and getting back to, to Matt Olson, that's the other thing we've we've missed is a little bit of balance and, and needing Ole's left-handed bat in there. So uh, there's, you know, hopefully a lot of things will come together here soon. How great is the story of Marcus Simeon, what he's been through, what he's overcome, and now he can help out Jerickson as kind of a mentor. It, it To me, it's a wonderful story. It is. It's great to have someone in that position. You know, what's funny about that is when I talked to Bob the other day, um, you know, he said something, well, you know, we're talking to Marcus about what he did with his throwing issues. And it honestly, it took me like a couple seconds to – figure out what he was talking about because Marcus has come so far and put that stuff behind him that I I was thinking Marcus Jensen our bullpen coach did he have throwing <laughs> issues no we're we're talking we're talking about Simeon so it, it is nice that uh you know that he that he's worked through that that Jerickson has someone uh so close by to talk to so it, it's great that Marcus is around and two guys who potentially are an option. Uh, you know, you look at what Mateo's doing in AAA right now. He's absolutely killing it. I, I wish we'd see better numbers out of Barreto, but he has struggled to, to, to make some contact getting out of the start here. But talk about those two guys and, and how they could be potential options. Yeah, it is It is nice to have them there. And I, I spoke with Fran Reardon, our AAA manager. I talked to Fran quite a bit just to, to stay up on what's going on with that Vegas team. And, uh, you know, a couple of things that Fran said. First, that Mateo is, is playing better than at any time he's seen him. Uh, you know, he, he had Mateo when he we first traded for him in double A. He had him all year last year in Nashville. And now he's got him again for a third season. He said uh, that Jorge is is as engaged as he's been. He's excelling. He's already got six triples here this early in the season. He's really using his his tools. So it's been great to see the start that he's gotten off to. And, um, you know, look, Frankie's struggling at the plate, um, but his, his fielding has been really good. He's played really well at both short and second base, which is always going to be important for him. And we, we, we know from how he performed in the second half, what we saw in spring training, it's just a matter of time before the bat comes around. You know, we had Lou Trevino on the show, on the pregame show before the last game. I just, you miss a guy like that. It totally changes your bullpen. You know, when you have TNT going with Trinan and Trevino, it's tremendous at the back of the bullpen throwing Soria, but just talk about with him missed, how it just changes the dynamic. It does. And, it, it, you know, it's made Bob's job and, and Scott Emerson, it's made their job tougher over the last 10 days, not having Lou available. And we, you know, we chose not to put him on the DL because we weren't sure how long it was going to take. And then we ended up 
trying being conservative and, and making sure that cut on his thumb, which was such a, a freak thing, uh, making sure that cut was totally healed up before we sent him out there. Um, but yeah, it's hard to sort of speak to how it changes the decisions in game, how it changes the dynamic in the bullpen, because it's not just as easy as saying like, well, here's an inning where Lou could have pitched um, because there's so much more that goes into, you know, when Soria or Wendelkin pitches or, or when you decide to stretch out a Liam Hendricks or, or just knowing what's available behind guys, you know, that, that is really Bob's, um, you know, Bob's decision-making every night goes into knowing who's available, who the matchups are. And without a, a cog like Lou, it, it does make it that much more t- difficult for him. Yeah, he explained the injury to us. It was like, oh, my God, how painful was that? It sounded horrible. Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, just a, a freak thing, and, and it's the kind of thing that makes you wonder, like, what, what kind of luck are we having right now <laughs> when, uh, you know, a guy loses the ball in the, the glare off the seats just playing catch, and it happens to find his pitching hand. Yeah, we used to do a bit on radio called, and then there's blood all over. That would have definitely been one of the stories for that bit. Uh, you're starting pitching. The numbers aren't great. Are you concerned? No, I actually think we've we've gotten better starting pitching uh, over the over this stretch, which you know hasn't showed up in the wins and losses. But I thought Fire start in Toronto, and then I thought he was effective yesterday. I, obviously, Bassett's start in Toronto was outstanding. Um, so I don't think starting pitching has really been the culprit here of late. Um, I, I don't know many starting rotations that are built to withstand, you know, zero to one runs of support on, on some nights. So, uh, no, I, I feel okay about it. Um, you know, that said, Daniel Mangdon's pitching very well down in, uh, in Vegas had another good start in Reno last night. So it's nice to know that, that there's an option there. Um, but I, I, I'm not too concerned right now. I think those guys have stepped up a little bit. I wanted to ask you just a regular baseball question away from the A's, and it's the trend of the home run. So in 2017, Major League Baseball set the the record for most home runs in a year with 6,105. And right now, the league is on pace to blow that out of the water. The Yankees set the single-season home run record last year with 267. We've got three teams on pace to have over 300 home runs in the season. I know you guys are always tracking this stuff. What what, what is your view on just so many home runs? Yeah, it really is a different game than than 10 years ago, than really even five years ago. And, and, you know, obviously home runs are something that we've always – we've always – looked for always you know you go all the way back to the early 2000s and those teams and how important the home run was to them um but the the game has changed uh, a lot of people will tell you that the the ball has changed um so i think you need to be aware of that when you're putting a, a team together on both sides I, it's, it's hard to win without hitting home runs um at the same time you have to know that you're going to give up some and runs are going to come in bunches and be able to counteract that so uh it yes look it's a different game right now and whatever the reason is uh you you have to sort of adjust to it and let's end on this because we know you're on the road and you guys are scouring the country right now because you're getting ready for the june amateur draft and i know that's always an exciting time for you and your staff what is it like for david forrest and the rest of the front office right now as you're traveling around trying to get ready for this draft coming up 
It's a really fun time of year. Eric Kubota and his staff, uh, these guys focus on this year round, obviously. It's, it's what they live for. Um, you know, in the front office in Oakland, we get to focus on it mostly in April and May. Uh, I really enjoy getting out to see players. Uh, it's a little more difficult this year than others uh, because we're picking 29th, which is, look, which is a great problem to have. It means we were, uh, means we were really good last year. And, and uh, so I will certainly take it, but it's hard, it's hard to figure out who's going to be there at that first round pick um, and even more difficult beyond that. So um, we put in a lot of time seeing the amateurs high school and college games is, is a really fun part of the job. You get, you get out and see just how much baseball is played around the country and uh, how invested people are in this game. So it's a nice little reminder that, uh, that baseball exists just outside of 7,000 Coliseum way. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I really, I really enjoy it. As you know, as you said, I'm out on the road now while the team's away, getting to see a couple guys and, and checking in with Eric constantly to figure out uh, who he thinks is going to be there. We just had the NFL draft, and the NFL draft, you've got everything. You've got a combine. You've got every stat on these guys. You've got game film. You've got all their practice film. You know everything about these guys, and you still get it wrong. I. It's amazing <laughs> to me with baseball how you you got high school guys, junior college guys, college guys. I mean, you don't have all the information that the NFL guys have. No, we don't. We're, we're, I think we're getting better and we're getting closer to that. But yeah, obviously a, a combine is something we've talked about for a long time. It's just, it's incredibly difficult logistically because unlike the NFL, our guys are actually playing uh, during the spring and even into the draft college conference tournaments and, and uh, the regionals are going on. So it's, it's difficult to imagine, but we're getting better at putting the medical stuff together. There's a ton of video out there now. There's a number of different companies that are uh, that are getting video from almost every college game that's out there. Uh, all the high school kids are going to showcases during the summers where we're able to get video and, and you know, some amount of data. So we're, we're light years ahead of where we were just a few years ago. Um, but like you said, it's incredibly difficult. What the amateur scouts do in trying to, to look at you know, high school seniors, college juniors, look at these guys and project out what a big league player looks like. It's uh, it's one of the hardest jobs out there. Great stuff, David. We always appreciate it. Uh, safe travels, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chris. Let's, uh, let's plan to talk after six wins next time. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.